The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. 706 on The Morning Jam. Uh, haven't seen him in a little while, and we're glad to have him back. That's Trey Watkins. Good morning, Trey. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Janet. <laughs> so good to have you. Uh, so uh, a lot's been happening, uh, and, you know, I don't even know where to where to kind of start. Um, you know, we, we just did a whole segment on Joe's inability to uh, tell the truth. And just fabricate stories. Um, excuse me, embellish narratives. That's what the New York <laughs> Times is veering on folklore. <laughs> That's what New York. I see nothing changed. <laughs> the New York Times is. Oh, they are just. Come on, come on! I can see them. You know, walking him into the, to the press room. You know, holding his hand. You know, the editor of the New York Times. I think it, we all had people in our families growing up. I had a cousin, mm-hmm. that, we were all pretty much raised the same way, except for the one cousin, mm-hmm. and. He got a pass for everything. And mm-hmm. he had some stuff going on in his life that, you know, people felt bad for him or whatever. But they would make excuses for everything he did. Every lie that was told. Every choice of bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Our, our whole life. And that seems to be the way that this man is treated. And I don't get it. He's done it his whole career. Yep. Yeah. I <clears throat> I've been away from politics for a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. How's um, it feel? <laughs> it, it's it's been interesting. You know, I watched the news for the first time in a in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I just took a little took a little break, and um, it's just it's interesting to see how how many things haven't changed, mm-hmm. and just kind of fast forward. You right. know, to what less than thirty days for midterms. Yeah, yeah. Um, just about. it's like watching a bad <clears throat> soap opera. You know, you can tune in two years later and right. you still know exactly what's going on <laughs> yeah it's it's just like it, it never um it's like a i never missed a day mm-hmm. i mean a lot of stuff is the same um you know they still blame trump about everything still joe's being joe you know um, well we were thinking about you yesterday because um we did that story on in baltimore now you worked in baltimore tell us exactly what it was that you did there so I was a behavior specialist and like the uh, outpatient mental health counselor um, ah. for a mental health agency um, within the Baltimore City Schools. And the, when Barack Obama was in office, he designated one school per state that he would send his um, cabinet to the school and bring in different agencies and see what they could do to uplift the school. And this particular school in Baltimore was the one I was at. And um, there was his cabinet would often come by and... Mm. Um, it was interesting because my sister was the director of the agency and <laughs> it, it was it was very interesting to try to wrap your mind around the things that you would see that were going on and how you could potentially solve some of the problems. I would ask myself every day, like, you know, <laughs> how do we put a dent in these problems? My problems, I mean, like, um, for instance, when I would get to school, you know, I would be inclined immediately. I would bring my broom from the house to mm-hmm. sweep the sidewalks because there'd be heroin vials and oh my word, um, just everywhere. And the at kids the elementary would, school, elementary school. I mean, the the, the project housing literally across the street. So there were mm-hmm. school buses, no playgrounds, nothing. It's literally across the street. And um, yeah, I mean, like <laughs> kids would be picking up heroin vials and throwing them at each other. Mm. Um, fights would break out. I mean, it's just it was by far the. Um, the most enlightening experience that I've had. Um, and even growing up in a tough neighborhood, I always thought that I, you know, went through a lot and dealt with a lot of challenges. And it, it doesn't even come. That. Not even close. So we, <clears throat> some of the things that we talked about yesterday is at a, a nearby high school, Patterson High School, 77% of the students there 
This is high school. Yeah. Tested at an elementary school reading level. Yeah. And so. only 2% were at reading grade level. 2%. Yeah. I, I, it, You're not surprised by that at all? Not even a little bit. I'm probably more surprised at the 77%. Of course, they're blaming it on COVID. No. They're saying it's about COVID. It may be better. So I, like it, it was when I was there, it was about 2015. Around a Freddie Gray time, I was there downtown when the um, the riots and everything was happening. And yeah, talk about Freddie on. Gray for just a second. People yeah. don't know. Yeah, uh, so Freddie Gray, he was arrested. You know, he did something, but um, you know, he was on video alive when he you know put him into the van and mm-hmm. we showed up at the police station. He was he had a broken neck, right? Um, <clears throat> and later that, what was it shocked nobody in Baltimore if you were living there, and this mm-hmm. is what the media didn't quite get was that was maybe the this was made in about April of that year. That was maybe the fourth or fifth time that that had already happened that year. Right. And no one had caught it on video. Right. And it was already some restlessness going on. Mm-hmm. So when that video came up, came about and the police took as long as they did to, you know, um, arrest anybody or make any charges. Right. Entire city just. So you're completely saying they would, they would arrest them, put them in the van, and then they'd be dead by the time they got to the. It's called a joy to take them, take them on a, um. What do they call it? A joy ride or um, a fun ride. What they do is they handcuff you in the back of the van mm-hmm. and they get on the highway and just kind of drive Whip a little crazy. And yeah, and so you're right. just in the back of the van you, just flying around in the, in the back right. of the van. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Holy cow. That's what, and I try to explain that to people from different areas. That like when it comes to, especially like in 2020, we were having a lot of conversations about the police um, and police brutality. Um, but when I moved, when I was living there, I realized that the worst thing we can do is overgeneralize or generalize police, you know, police right. departments. <clears throat> Lynchburg Police Department or any <laughs> police department in Virginia is nowhere near, not even close, Baltimore Police Department. They have legitimate gangs within the police department. Wow. I mean, it's, it's very common knowledge there. Um, I, I would always get out of the city before the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. You're just as likely to get robbed by a cop as you are. A homeless person or anybody just oh in the streets. Oh my word! Wow, it's by far. People talk about Chicago, New Orleans. Like it, it's to me, there's no place. <laughs> Wait a minute, Baltimore's even... brotherly love isn't that? No, what? that's Philadelphia. Oh, okay. They're yeah. killing each oh, other there had... once again. Yeah, Philly too. But well, I it's, thought it's, Baltimore had some some type of saying like that. It's and that's the thing. Like in Chicago and all these other cities, there's parts of the city where you feel safe. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. You know, Chicago's a beautiful city. Um, just got some pretty rough parts. Right. Um, there's no place in Baltimore that like it isn't really an area where you really feel safe like that. Wow. Um, the harbor is pretty safe, but it's like you can see unsafe <laughs> about From one the block. Harbor. Yeah, oh, you can word. see it. It's like mm-hmm. if I go one block this way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, toast. is it any wonder then? I mean, this story yesterday was all about just all hell breaking loose in the hallways of this elementary school i mean the kids are just beating the tar out of each other yeah i, I like it, it doesn't surprise me at all i i've um i left baltimore honestly um it was just too much emotionally right i watched um they, they deal with a lot of this obviously a lot of poverty hundreds of homeless people freeze to death every year in baltimore mm. um and so <clears throat> a lot of the kids at the school they don't they'll eat lunch they'll come back to school for breakfast that morning that was they hadn't eaten since lunch yesterday right mm-hmm. so a lot of the kids are rough, ready to eat 
a lot of kids go to class without eating, unfortunately, because they don't have enough food to feed all the kids. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is a very poor city. Um, and so what happens is, so my job as a behavior specialist was to try to help keep them, um, their behaviors uh, manageable because kids are hungry. Like when kids, are, I don't care who you are, if you're a right. kid, adult, whatever. If you're hungry, there's a you're reason not gonna behave. why it's called hangry. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean there, there's a reason that's a term. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I remember seeing one kid. I was standing there just kind of helping manage the, the food line. I could, tell, I knew a kid that I used to work with, um, and he would typically come in hungry, and he was, I could tell he was upset and, and already frustrated. And as the line got shorter. You could sort of see ahead how many biscuits were left. Right. Uh, and, um, yeah, he just he got frustrated and just went to the front of the line, mm-hmm. you know, and grabbed a biscuit. And the uh-uh. kid that was behind him or in front of him, I mean, um, pushed him. And this was a maybe a two third graders. Mm-hmm. And wow. I've never seen two third graders just viciously right. just throw down in mm-hmm. the middle of, a, I mean, in third grade. Mm-hmm. And because um, it's, it, it's almost like a, a dog fighting over food I, in all that's seriousness what it, i mean that's a terrible thing to say it brought tears to my eyes right. like I, I went to mcdonald's i started going to mcdonald's every day and just and just buying up yeah i was giving 20 you whatever. know breakfast biscuits yeah. sausage biscuits or something like that mm-hmm. um and then it just got emotionally it just got overwhelming i, I got the utmost respect for um everyone that does all the it work in baltimore there, yeah. that because a lot of them are from the area mm-hmm. so they're accustomed to it and used to it mm-hmm. um i've seen a lot i've been through a lot <laughs> But is it? I mean, the, we, we know that the, the the family is disintegrated across our country, and you've got poverty. And and for somebody to to not eat since they were in school last, that means there is something going on at the home that's not functioning correctly as well. And there's a lot of drug addiction and those kinds of things. It's it's cycles of poverty, cycles. I just can't imagine and hopelessness, hopelessness. Right. Yeah. But that's the that is the perfect word to describe baltimore it is the most hopeless place i've ever been and and it because being there every day it's hard not to think about <laughs> the challenges because you see it i mean it's very mm-hmm. visible very real. it's not yeah. one of those cities where <clears throat> it's you know it's a lot of tough things going on but it's not really in front of your face i mean it's smack in your face every day 14 mm-hmm. neighborhoods yeah. in baltimore have a lower life expectancy than people who live in north korea Wow. Yeah. So, like, like, um, I remember it was a stat about the high school kids, um, like, um, kids in Nigeria. The high school kids in Nigeria live in better circumstances and have more opportunities and better chances, like, basically across the board than high school kids in Baltimore. See, this is the kind of thing that drives me crazy because we have, we have situations where schools are doing free lunches in, in places where they really don't need mm-hmm. free mm-hmm. lunches, right? I mean, and even even here locally, I remember I remember them saying, "Oh, don't you want to fill out for free?" No, I don't want to fill out for free breakfast or free lunch. We feed our kids breakfast mm-hmm. and lunch, and now you've got these these children in involved. That's just that should not be happening in this country. Yeah. That's just crazy. It's like Gotham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's that's very what it sounds corrupt. Let's uh, yeah. let's go into break here, and let's come out and talk about is there even any solutions minus some kind of a. a miracle across the board changing with with politics and everything it's trey watkins here on the morning jam it is 717 janet and i will write back to talk to him about maybe some solutions if if there are any
for some truth with a side of common sense? You want answers? Then you found the right choice. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. You know, the danger zone, it sounds like, is um, Baltimore. Uh, well, you Charm City. That yeah, was Charm the, City was their was their nickname. That was the the their, okay. that's what they use in All their right. tourism is Charm well, City. I knew it was something like yeah. that. Trey uh, didn't give us Trey didn't give us a lot of hope during that break there with the mics off. Yeah, I'm, he's probably <laughs> not going to be the spokesperson for, for Baltimore, Baltimore. I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> but we wanted to commerce. talk to you about this because you were in the trenches with these children in yeah. Baltimore and uh, you know trying to help them it doesn't seem like they've made any headway at all what i don't understand this this article talks about parents pleading for a safe environment mm-hmm. and how can parents be surprised about this environment if they're sending kids to school hungry and they're not taking care of them you know and i'm sure it's not like that with with every parent and every child but how do you stay there when it's like that you know yeah i think for somebody that came into baltimore you know from as an outsider um i could tell that the opportunities for someone coming from outside were far greater than someone who grew up in this baltimore system Mm -hmm. um very (laughs) tough times just from the mentality or the lack of education all or of opportunity all, the, all of it okay. all of it um just that coming through that educational system like if they know that you you have a baltimore city <laughs> education right um that gives you yeah i mean it's, it's it's hard to if they know you're a product of that school system yeah then i mean i mean look what you just said yeah i'm mean, you're gonna hire um kids fresh out of high school or <clears throat> in their early adulthood from baltimore they can't read mm-hmm. right i mean it's illiterate I mean, it's illegal i mean they're 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 getting by somehow um an entire city with hundreds of thousands of people um just getting by with, without educating um the kids and yeah, it, they're, it's, they're it's getting really they're bad. giving out diplomas to people who yeah where only two percent of them can read on an <clears throat> elementary school level and yeah. if you can't read you can't learn anything else. I mean, you. I know they say mm-hmm. reading is fundamental. It really is fundamental. Sure. Because reading is just the first step. Then you've got cognitive ability. You know, how can you take in that information? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're just struggling to make out the word, chances are you aren't taking in that information. Yeah. If you want to get a decent idea of what Baltimore is like, and sadly, now it's far worse but to give you a, a pretty good breakdown and idea of what baltimore is like watch the wire um if you've never seen the show the wire they used to come on hbo <clears throat> um it's one of the best shows that i've ever seen it's very raw and mm-hmm. and and that's what makes the show great because it's very accurate mm. um it's a tough show to watch but it's very real and it's it's it gives you a very good idea of what baltimore is like and the things that they go through and they look at from the police perspective, the um, the citizens, mm-hmm. you know, the media, politics, how it all how it all ties in together, right? Um, and it's just a it's a very corrupt system. Like when I was there um, after the riots with Freddie Gray, <clears throat> and I was I had clients downtown. I mean, it was it was it was pretty rough, um, and the whole city was trashed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the governor 
you know, I was thinking that the state was going to provide some kind of funds to help, like, fix some things. Mm-hmm. And um, they almost immediately said, no, we're, we're not giving any funds um, to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, like I said, when Obama's administration would come by um, or their cabinet right. <clears throat> and, uh, they, you know, we would often I would overhear some of the conversations and they're like, no, no, no money. And the reason being is just like. You you put any amount of money. I don't, I don't care where it is, who it's coming from, where it is. You put any amount of money over there, it's not gonna go to where it's supposed to go. Right. It's it's very corrupt. Yeah. Uh, not a dime is gonna go to where it, where it should, and that's what's affecting the school system mm-hmm. and eco- economic opportunities. Because um, you know there's money going in, it's just not hitting the right places. Oh yeah, right. Not at all. So this article just came out. Um, Baltimore's politicians over the past years have run it into a stench-filled city. With three million rats freely running around. Oh boy, yeah, it's terrible. And now labeled one of the worst American cities to live in, the Baltimore Sun reported that the city is worse than many Central American countries, where people are fleeing to seek asylum in the U.S. Wow, it's I'm it's mind blowing. Just anytime you're in the D.C. area or if if you're going them north, Mm -hmm. take a just a. If you got time and you're interested, just take a little detour. Just then and drive through to say a lot of times, you know, we take 95 and mm-hmm. you know, and around. take it around the highway yeah. and around. Just drive through the city and tell me what you see. It's like you forget that you're in America and you want to do it in the middle of the day. Yeah, you, you would think that, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. Do not go there at night. Yeah, um, because <clears throat> uh, you, you know, you a think lot of cruises leave out of Baltimore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They do um, leave out of Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't even imagine taking mm. a cruise out of baltimore yeah that's the thing baltimore has some beautiful uh yeah. attractions mm-hmm. it's a lot of great things about baltimore we um, got a texter who said uh is it isn't it democratically run it oh, has been, been oh completely 77 Decades. years 77 yeah. Um, yeah. the last republican mayor left 52 years ago mm. kim Klasik, um remember she ran uh for congress yes and, yeah and she she was showing a, a lot of the just the turmoil yeah and, and the she, trash remember she was on the view and yeah. Whoopi and uh oh, and they beat her up. yeah they went tried to beat her up on yeah. it and it was like really i'm like it's like uh and elijah cummings he of course you know trump called him out yeah a uh, long time ago yeah and, and rightfully so right I, 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 dangerous and filthy place that's what i he mean it. It, it is you would think you were in haiti Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was the first time I saw homeless children. I was in the mall, um, just in the food court, standing in line for food, and it was the first time I see. It was a kid. He was maybe ten or eleven, mm-hmm. and I mean he he came up to me. He was clearly um, maybe a little high. Mm-hmm. Um, he he hadn't eaten in a long time, and he was just like, "Sir, can you, you know, you mind give me something to eat?" And I, I was just like, I was shocked. Right. Like not only was I shocked at what I saw, but I was shocked that nobody else was shocked. I'm looking around. I'm like, and it's just another day in the neighborhood. Yeah, and yeah. I was. It took me a while to even get that out of my mind. Like I sat down and was eating, and I was just like, I I couldn't. It was All right. So we went <laughs> yeah. into went into the break saying, what what's what's the what what's some alternatives. And, I, and you, well, you, first of all, you've got to call out these these democratic well, leaderships who call themselves so compassionate and caring. Right. And and then hold them accountable for this money that they're getting. I mean, they got sixteen billion in Trump federal assistance money mm-hmm. in twenty eighteen alone. That feeds a lot of babies. Well, yeah, but, but, but it's not getting there. That's what I'm saying. I I, I I I was there long enough and was able to 
see things. I was able to see enough to determine that when I say hopeless, it's the only thing that I've had an experience with where I walked away with no hope. Mm. I think that if there's if people have an opportunity to leave Baltimore, they just should. I don't see how really you can turn things around yeah, but because if that mindset comes <clears throat> to other part i think that's how i think sometimes i think that's how it spreads because they're like we're gonna do we're gonna do this liberal policy differently in this place that we move to and, and guys let me tell you your chance to vote is coming up right now lynchburg and yeah. i dare say roanoke too mm-hmm. is is run by this mindset yeah they want to put themselves out Mm -hmm. there as all caring and all concerning but when it comes to making hard decisions on budgets and making sure money where it's going to go where it's supposed to go they don't do it yep and that's why i move with such a sense of urgency since i've you know moved back to lynchburg because of my experiences that i had in baltimore and i've seen how bad it can get and it's like we're trending in that direction a right. little bit. I mean, we're far from Baltimore, but right. at the same time, but we're still it, much this more is like how them than we used to like be. Things like that develop, sure. you know, and you realize, like, man, you passed a threshold a little while back, and you can't really go back anymore. You yeah. better you get know? people who are gonna gonna walk more than they talk. Yeah, and sure. Right now, we don't have that. And you got to vote November eighth, and and we have three really good candidates out there, and you know we've had them all on the show: mm-hmm. Missions, Taylor read mm-hmm. that's the ticket i'm telling you to turn things around here in this city because it only takes a little while to get there yeah. trey thanks as always for coming yeah, to no the, problem to the morning jam man appreciate you brother